you know, there's one thing I hate. I hate more than anything. That's the San Antonio Spurs. And even though they had nearly all of their starters out tonight because they were playing the second night of a back-to-back, they come to downtown Phoenix and they absolutely destroy the Phoenix Suns. They win by a total of, what, 9,000 points, it felt like. Matthew, that was a... that was a rough one to watch tonight, man. Yeah, it definitely was. And you actually brought up the point they rested their starters. You know, is it going to get to a point where you think the Suns are going to do that? Where we're going to actually it, have to rest it, Chris Paul it, and Devin it Booker? It feels like never. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. I mean, it might be a good idea, I feel like, for the Suns. Maybe to find some time for them to actually rest on some of the games, especially like tonight, maybe. But an actual, this is a butt kicking tonight, dude. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, and again, it's it's the San Antonio Spurs. I am currently wearing a shirt that says, it's our turn, beat the Spurs. It's from the 2010 playoffs when we swept yeah. them. I've been waiting all season to put this shirt on and wear during the podcast. And go figure, we do. We come up to Flagstaff. We are coming to, uh, mm-hmm. to all of our jamsters live from Flagstaff, Arizona. We're up here with the family. They're all downstairs enjoying the Airbnb. We're upstairs sad because the sun's lost. <laughs> Just, they're like, what's wrong with those guys? Hey, it's a little mini vacation for us, but we're here with the jamsters. Even after ugly loss, I don't know if it's the altitude too. This game is just so strange. Everything feels weird. weird. I, we're in Witchtown, Flagstaff, where there's trees everywhere and witches. So it's just it's crazy time right now. There's literally a door at our Airbnb where if you open it, it's a little mini door, tiny door. And if you open it, it's an eight foot drop to like the yeah. cement below. It's it's witch town. It's a weird yeah. day, man. <laughs> I know. Someone needs to let us know. One of the jancers need to let us know. What are these tiny doors for? Is it for shipping wood out the doors? I don't know what what it's for. So I don't know either. They but, probably don't you know, know what the hell we're talking about. No, we we probably don't either. We've had a couple beers as per usual, but uh, uh, we do want to thank everybody who's joining us on the Suns Jam Session podcast. If you're joining us after that ass whooping that the Suns just received, you are a true jamster, and we appreciate yes. it. Make sure that you follow the po- the podcast on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. Make sure you subscribe and smash that like button while you're here on YouTube. You can become an elite jamster by clicking the join button or by following the link in the description. Feel free to donate to the show via the super chat so we can use it for our beer money. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review via the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network for all your favorite Phoenix Suns content. And if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it right here on the pod. So definitely one of them days. I'm going to bust open a beer. Oh, yeah. Another one, right? Another one. You know, I'm going to try to do this one-handed. One try to do this one-handed, dude. Oh, this is going to be impressive. Yeah, because Matthew didn't bring his mic stand. So here we go. Oh, already did it. <laughs> oh. Got it. All right, Jamsters. Let's talk about this game. It's just one of them days when I want to be all alone. It's just one of them days when I got to be all alone. It's just one of them So on a night in which the Suns had an opportunity to go ahead and beat not only the Spurs, but gain ground on the Utah Jazz, come within .5 games of first place in the Western Conference and the best record of the NBA, they lose by 26 at home 
to the mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs. The 10-game win streak is over. The homestand is over. And the next seven games are going to be a really tough stretch for the Phoenix Suns. It would have been nice for them to move their record to 41-15. and But at the end of the day, Matthew, they're 40-16. and How upset <laughs> yes. are you with the result of this game? I mean, sorry, Jamsters, but look at this smile. It's kind of <laughs> crooked. But it's, I mean, I feel fine. I honestly, it was a shit game when you're not making wide open layups, especially DeAndre. And I mean, layups that he missed over and over again, even getting offensive rebounds, they would not go in like something was up. It was weird. Um, I honestly think it might be a good idea to have this game for some tape, a film sesh. Maybe the Suns can get Perfect. together and really watch this one. We really haven't had one of these games in forever, if so, this season. So there's a lot of things they can watch and learn from in this game, which would be fantastic. I mean, honestly, we're, we're trumping everybody. We're having close games, but a lot of these teams we play against, we absolutely kill. And I think that this might be something that the Suns need. But I just think, you know, it's like you said, it's a, it's a game that the Suns needed before this long stretch. But I'm more excited about the next stretch because I know yes. these are teams that we can get up against. So it doesn't it doesn't worry me at all going into this, into this uh, next stretch of difficult teams. Yeah, it really doesn't bother me as much as you know it might bother some. I guess it does bother me that is the Spurs. I let off with that, and it will always yeah. be personal when it's the Spurs. When you have Greg Popovich before the game looking like Dave Carradine and Kill Bill with his mask on, yes. you know you you were saying that uh, the quarantine looked like it hit him pretty hard, right? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I was saying he kind of looks like a ghost. Yeah. Uh, he kind of looks like he's floating around on the bench calling great timeouts. This Great game. timeouts. Yes. You know, I might just have to give Jam, set, Jam Star of the game to Greg Popovich with his timeouts because they killed the Suns. Absolutely the best time to call timeouts because when he called them, they, they hurt me physically. Like, I was like, ooh, that hurts because anytime the Suns got one shot to go down, be like, oh, timeout. Sit this one down, you know? Like, yep. And even in, even in between a free throw, I mean, I know there was a time where campaign was on the line. He hit the first free throw, took the timeout. Campaign comes out, yes. misses the second free throw. And it's one thing that Greg Popovich has always done a fantastic job of. Now, I obviously don't watch any Spurs games. I never do uh, throughout the duration of Popovich being the head coach, unless it's in the playoffs or and or if it's against the Phoenix Suns. And it's one thing continually that I've noticed is the effectiveness of how and when he calls his timeouts. And it's one thing that you and I have discussed multiple times on the podcast that Monty Williams doesn't always necessarily do with as much effectiveness is call that timeout. If the other te- if you go on a seven zero run. And they hit a three, call the timeout. Don't let them get that momentum. That's exactly what Papa Bitch did tonight. Oh, careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, poor guy. I mean, I always go back to how he lost his wife. And yes. I think that absolutely he can do whatever the hell he wants now. And in my case, as someone that loses a spouse, whatever, he can win a championship. I won't even be mad. I know that's weird to say, but I mean, we're kind of attacking the players a little bit now. Like John Doe, uh, Cam Johnson sucks big time. I don't know about that, dude. He had some. Two solid games in a row, and this is a wear a face for mask tonight. He did. I mean, did you see? Him? I thought he looked pretty cool. I mean, he had the headband, his hair was up high, that mask looked pretty sick. I thought he looked cool. He had to adjust to that. So, off night for him, and off night for everybody. So, everyone sucks tonight. It really was a team loss. I mean, if you think about it, looking at this season, the lowest amount of points the Suns have scored coming into this game was 97 against the Oklahoma City Thunder on January 27th. Outside of that, every other game, they've scored over 100 points. They ended this game with a total of 85 points, Matthew. I mean, when you shoot overall from the field, 6 for 27 from deep, which is 22%, and 40% from the field, 
it's you're not going to have a great night offensively. You couple that with the fact that it seemed like everything that the Spurs shot was going in. Their threes were going in. Their mid-range. They were making their layups. Uh, they would have the Suns would have tough contested shots. And don't get me wrong, the Suns defense was poor tonight. And it, as you mentioned, it's really good for the Suns to have this kind of shit performance against a tenth seed in the West. Yes. So it puts it some uh, some film to it. So when they go into this next stretch of games, which we'll discuss here shortly, it's going to say, hey, take a look at how we played the defense here because we didn't play very good defense at all. And and when we did play good defense, we didn't necessarily, uh, you know, it was just luck. I mean, the Spurs shots were going down, but the 40% is the third worst uh, shooting percentage for the Suns on the season. It was just a crap night. It was, and whatever the the Spurs were throwing up, it was going down. No matter who was shooting the ball, Rudy Gay had a phenomenal game, just playing in the post, doing what he does. You know, eighteen feet away, just over the guy, it was going in. Whatever the Suns were doing offensively, it's a lot of the same that it looked like what they were doing in the past. It just nothing was going in, and there was a time there where we talked about on the couch watching the game together. We're just like, just shoot the three. Just keep shooting the three. You know, Javon Carter had it going towards the end a little bit, so maybe we can try to get into this game. But it just it had that feeling once the second quarter was over with. We went over it into halftime. I was like, I don't know, man. Because I was thinking second quarter, maybe get it down to 10 points, you know, to have a chance because they were just playing so awful. I was like, 10 points, it needs to be at halftime. It was back to 19 points. And I was just like, all right, this, this seemed like it was over at halftime. Yeah, it felt that way. And then when the second half began and you saw that the same thing was happening, the the campaign missed layups. The DeAndre Ayton missed layups. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a lot of – it was just a challenge, you know, to get the ball into the hoop. So, uh, real quick, I see Chris Stewart keeps saying this in the chat. Can everybody hear us okay? Give us a thumbs up if you can hear us. Uh, Chris, maybe your phone isn't working correctly because I think that – you're the only one who's saying that we have no sound. It might if be you a listen, spell from our witch. Who knows? It, it, might, it might be the flagstaffness that we have going on here. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, one thing, you know what? We'll we'll do the drop right Let's now. It. It's it's early. It's off and it's fantastic. Ayton Watch 2021. So good old DeAndre Ayton, you know, as, as we mentioned, uh, didn't have the best night. Nobody had a, a, a bad night or a great night. You know, he ended with eight points, nine rebounds, four for nine from the field. Nothing spectacular. One thing that I noticed tonight, and, and this was one of those rare times where we actually watched the game together. We're normally watching in our separate uh, areas. And, you know, we talk about it briefly before we come on the podcast. But essentially, it was funny because we were like, hey, DeAndre Ayton, like, he gets he should be called for defensive three like way more than he should right <laughs> yeah yeah I mean we have Aiden watch and we literally watch him even if he doesn't have the ball I watch him all the time and all the time. I always I'm counting him in the paint and tonight it seemed like he got away with a lot of it sometimes it's like so the rule is basically if I mean if the offensive guys and the paint he can stay in there but no one's in there he can't he can't lollygag but it seemed like tonight he was and I think he does get away with it sometimes. But and then the times they call him for it, it seems like what are you talking about? It was like two point five seconds. But tonight you kind of noticed it, and we both noticed it like at the same time. It's like, hey, like he needs to get out of the paint. And I don't think it was anything to be lazy, like he was being lazy about. I just think it's something that we really noticed tonight. And but we noticed separately, but we came together. We're like, you know what? He needs to do a better job on that because I feel like depending on what night who's refing the game, those refs might be the calling it all night. And you don't want that, right? You don't want the extra free nope. point. 
thought it was funny because I was doing the count. I'm like one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. he had like a, you counted like eight, five. Didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got to like a yeah, it got to like a six or seven count. You know, and Alex oh, okay. Cole says in the chat, he's like, I noticed that every game uh, happens all the time. Okay. So shout out to Alex; he's one of our elite jamsters. He's an and eight watcher. He, yeah, he's an eight and watcher, and, and a lot of us are. So we see that, and it, I'm glad he doesn't get called. But that's what a lot of teams are starting to do. DeAndre Ayton is they're taking their five and they're having to hang out by the three point line because they know yeah. on certain plays they're going to have their guards slash and their forward slash in an attempt to try to make a basket. And DeAndre Ayton has to, you know, in theory, per the defensive rules, be, you know, within arm's length away of his man. So if the, that guy's standing out, you know, if it's this Drew Eubanks guy, who mm-hmm. him and plus a bunch of other guys are going to get our Jack Taylor award tonight. Shit, I didn't know anybody <sighs> on the damn team. They were all going crazy. You know, but I think it's a really good opportunity uh, for him to learn how to kind of, play defense a little bit better but he doesn't get called for it but i'm afraid that come playoff time it's something that it, it could it could hurt us yeah he'll be moving around a lot more though in the playoffs i think there's gonna be a lot more pressure on him on defensive end i think that defensive end like i said that defensive end. <laughs> but tonight you know what i honestly i think he played pretty well i think he was there early he was trying to be aggressive i know jay crowder had a tough time giving him the ball a lot of the times he was throwing the ball away a lot tonight crowder crowder but Aiden, he seemed like he he had his stuff together. It just nothing was there. And like we said, his offensive rebounds, he had a few of them, and he had a few shots that were right by the rim. Maybe he should have dunked it. But honestly, like we're to the point to where when he lays the ball up, we're so used to it, it's still going in. Just tonight, there was there was grease on the rim. Something. Maybe some maybe some of Popovich's hair grease. Something was spread on the rim. Because nothing was going in. So I don't know how many times I'm going to say that this podcast, but it was absolutely just that. Well, I mean, that's exactly what happened in this game. I mean, it just felt like there was a lid on the basket. The Suns couldn't get it to go in. Meanwhile, on the other side, they couldn't miss, man. It's what, at least it's what it felt like. You know, it's uh, Brian Herrera in the chat says, this game reminds me of Peter Griffin from The Family Guy where he's making every three-point shot in the basketball video. (laughs) Yeah. You you, want to hear my Peter Griffin laugh? (laughs) Do it. Oh my God! <laughs> they couldn't miss, miss a shot tonight, Peter. Oh, beautiful, dude! So oh good. God. You're better at impressions. I can't do impressions. Everything I do sounds like an Italian or something. <laughs> Peter, my my Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy. Hey, Peter Griffin. I don't know why they couldn't now miss a shot. Freaky. I don't. I don't. I don't know Kermit. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, guys. This uh, is what happens, though. This kind of game. We have nothing else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. you, you brush these games off. You put in the rearview mirror because it it's not a statement game by any means for the Suns. Yeah. This wasn't. This is one of those games where, if you think about it, this is the last game of, what, a five-game homestand before we start the last 16 games? Last time? Yeah, same thing. I feel like same exact thing where we just had an off game before we went on a road trip. And And... I don't know. Maybe the guys all went out and got crunk last night. I would have at some at some club late night, you know, because this could be their last time to to be together because of their what next uh, 16 games. 12 of them are on the road. 12. Yes. Yep. So live they, it up. They wanted to hang out. It was, they probably had, you know, a family barbecue. It was it was a lot yeah. like Fast and the Furious where it was all about family. They were doing oh. a barbecue. You know, and, and Devin Booker's showing up in his '57 Chevy, and he's got his pit bull with him. And you know, there's they they got a, had one too many beers last night. <laughs> yeah. They got unfocused, and then of course Popovich is going to have the ability. He's like, hey, I was in the pregames. I could smell the alcohol they on their by. breath. So yeah. let's attack, okay? And any time that they 
they are they are trying to get a run going. I'll call a timeout and it'll save us. Yeah. Do you think the Suns were slower though? I honestly, when I was watching it, I'm like, it seemed like their pace wasn't as bad. It just seemed like the Spurs' speed was up. Like they were juiced. Like they actually were steroided up for this game, in a way. It just seemed weird. Like well, they were actually you- on that serum, whatever the superhero uh, serum stuff from uh, Captain America. They were on uh, Chris Paul's secret juice. There you that's go. What they that's had what going it was. On. But if you think about it, this is a prove-it game for a lot of guys who don't normally get a ton of minutes. Devin Vassell tonight had a career Ooh. high, okay? Uh, a guy that both you and I are big fans of. Uh, he he ended the night with a total of, jeez, uh, I can't, why can I not read right now? 18 points. Stuff. 18 points. 7-9 shooting, Insane. 18 points. His previous career high was 14 uh, he had two blocks in the game. I mean, he looked really, really good, especially after coming off uh, a, a night when we played at Tyrese Halliburton. You know, mm-hmm. the two guys that you and I were really big on the draft had two pretty decent nights. Halliburton, not as much. But but, but what were your thoughts on watching Devin Vassell tonight? It was nice. It was like kind of like watching the highlights of what we watched before the draft. It's the reason I wanted this guy in the draft. He was my number one guy. I wanted him, but I'm not going to say he's having an awesome season. He really isn't averaging five points coming into this game. He started out really, really good this year. Pretty decent. I thought he was playing a pretty good role with the Spurs team. Then lately, there's some DNPs. He wasn't really playing. Now he comes out. He's showing everything in a highlight reel that I liked against the Suns. It's just like I don't know if it's something like, hey, you didn't draft me. I wanted to be a son. I could have been a big contributor to this offense. And defensively, obviously, he played phenomenal defensively. But he got the minutes. He hit the threes. He hit the little turnaround fadeaways. He was doing everything he wanted to the Suns. And 18 points, dude. I think that's something to get this guy going. And maybe not. Maybe he's just a, it's just the one game this year where he goes off. But he's absolutely a guy I love. And it kind of sucks to see him on the other team. But... I, not really, actually. I mean, you got to spread the, the wealth, right, to these well, other teams? I, well, I think in the long run, when it comes to Devin Vassell, there was just no place for him in here in Phoenix. You know, I think Tyrese Halliburton seeing his success hurts a little bit more because you know that Chris Paul isn't the answer for the long term. It's definitely working out this season. Again, this team is 40 and 16 and the second team in the Western Conference and has the second best record in the NBA. So having Chris Paul is a nice thing. But, you know, if you want to get greedy and you want to start thinking about the future of this franchise and of this team, you see Tyrese Halliburton and you get frustrated. Devin yeah. Vassell, we we have Devin Vassells. We have Mikhail Bridges. We have Cam Johnson. So although it would be nice to have him on this team, you don't know if it's necessarily the long-term answer. You know, one of my points about Vassell before the season began and one of the reasons I w- was interested in picking him up was, well, he becomes kind of an insurance policy for Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges, if and when that time comes where we can't pay these guys. You could have him, who's a couple years behind both of them, and you know if he can provide that same production, he is somebody, you know, that that's where his value was to me. But as time has gone on, obviously, as you mentioned, he's not getting the playing time with the Spurs. You're not really seeing the talent. Of course, the one time we see him this season, for the first time this season, is the one game where he has his best game of the year. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the Suns just coming out, literally laying an egg in the first half... You know, it'd be upsetting, but you knew this was just an off game for them. And for anybody to be on the other side and just have a dominant game, it's okay. It's like something you have to let slide. And I think, I don't think this is a game really where, you know, Monty goes in the locker room and he's just like yelling at him, throwing chairs and stuff like that. I know there was questions asked, you know, 40 wins, number one offense in the league. Monty, what do you think? I don't care. The Suns can celebrate. They have 24 hours to think about it. If that, and then turn around, come to the next game and be prepared. That's the way this mindset is for the Suns. So it has nothing to do with that to where they're thinking too much about the 40 wins. It's just, you know, 
you catch them on an off night tonight. And that's what happens. And we're talking to on the couch. It's like, I feel bad for the Suns fans. Like, Hey, Suns are 40 wins in. Let's go see this team play. It's been like 80 bucks a ticket for nosebleeds. And this is what you see, you know, you barely make over 50 points, but other than that, it's okay. Right? Yeah, it's, it's fine. The Jack Taylor award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. The whole team. The whole team. There it is. The whole team. I like what Blaze Megatron, one of our elite jamsters, says in the chat. He says, we're just lucky Patty Mills wasn't playing because he's a perennial Jack player, Jack Taylor award winner. He absolutely, absolutely is. Uh, We know him well. You look at this team that the Suns went against tonight. Uh, Let's start with Drew Eubanks, dude. Like 13 and 13 from this guy. Six for six from the field. (laughs) Uh, One block, two steals, two assists. Like, who the fuck? fuck is this guy i have no <laughs> I idea know. who this guy is you know what those big dudes the big pale guys that kept putting underneath the basket they had good position like all night they were doing what they wanted and it seemed like any kind of layup that they attempted along with the smaller guards or forwards it was just going in off the any kind of angle they had they were just dominating uh especially when you look at these guys close up on camera it's like who are you like just what is going on right now? Like what? Like this is the way the Spurs team is. They're made up of guys where you just don't know who they are. They look very annoying to you. That's the Spurs thing. They they get these guys that are super super ugly. And yes. if you tell me, don't tell me Dario Saric is ugly. He's not. He's a handsome man. All right, in a unique way. It's just these Spurs teams have these guys that are just really painfully annoying to watch because of the way they look and the way they play against the Suns always. So I don't know. What do you think about these guys, dude? Do you even know who they were coming into this game? No, man. I had no idea. I mean, we were starting to watch the game and you were like squinting because, I mean, you're not wearing your glasses, which is kind of Oh, because I have to have the light this time. Yeah. So I don't want the reflection. There you go. Gotcha. But as we were watching the game, you're squinting a little bit and you're like, where's DeMar DeRozan? I'm like, dude, he's out. Jakob Pertle's out. Mm-hmm. If that's how you say his name, I'm like, I'm like, all of yeah, their probably. guys are out. And we're like, and we both were kind of like, ah, shit, this is going to be that game, isn't it? You know, I mean, you had DeJounte yeah. Murray went for 14 points. Uh, White went for 12. Kay Johnson, I don't even know what this dude's first name. Kevin Johnson is now on the, you know, he, he scored <laughs> 17 points. Rudy Gay had 19 off the bench. Devin Vassell had 18 yeah. off the bench. Lonnie Walker, who we both like, three for 11 from the field, but it felt like his, you know, he had a, uh, that one three hit was just a big one. It was, it was what, the three that, that uh, he hit was when the clock, the shot clock's expiring. Yes. The Suns do such a great job on defense. And then they, he throws up a miracle and it goes in. Like it was just that night, man. It was, and it was spread so evenly. A lot of these guys you would watch play, they have like a similar game, similar build. So you think it's like the same guy kind of scoring, but then you look close up, it's like, oh no, someone else is different. The number's different. That's the only thing. Like their game seems so similar. And I was just like, they're spreading the wealth around, even in the first half. I don't think a lot of them, I don't think any of them went over double digits in the first half, but it seemed like some of them should have. Let me just scroll down here. Oh, one of them did actually. DeJounte Murray had 10 in the first half, but it seemed like everybody on that team had at least 20 points, but no, it was just spread evenly and they did whatever the hell they wanted, dude. No, for real. And and as Mr. 602 says, it's a bunch of 2K my players out there. It's exactly what it was, man. It's just more tats and a weird hair, hair dude. Yeah, for real. Uh, and, and thank you to the the Jamsters. Uh, Keldon. Keldon Johnson is the name of the gentleman who scored yes. 17 points. Of course, on Keldon. Kel- Keldon. Good old, good old Keldon. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you look at the Suns. And again, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this very briefly, uh, seeing as we do both agree that this is kind of one of those throwaway games. Mm-hmm. But Devin Booker, man, 6 for 18, 15 points. Only Suns starter in double figures, and he ended with 15. 
And I literally put out an article the other day on brightsideofthesun.com. So shameless plug, if you want to go read some quality material. Please about do. Phoenix Suns, go to Brightside. Uh, and I talked about what did Devin Booker need to do to break Tom Chambers' single season record for scoring average in a season. Mm-hmm. And it, his record is 27.2. And Devin Booker at the time was at 26. And now he, he's thrown up at like a 12 and a 15 since then. <laughs> yeah. Well, he needed to score but, 31.2 points a game for yeah. the rest of the season. He scored 12 and 15. Well, I mean, if it was Steph Curry right now, dude, <laughs> Steph Curry is honestly, he's that guy you want right now. And Devin Booker's shoes to score the ball. He's absolutely made 40 points a game probably. Oh, yeah. Booker, Booker even tonight, dude. Like he, I don't think I've ever seen him jump up for a jump shot like 12 feet away and it hits the front of the rim and bounces down yeah. i've never seen that this year maybe like a little clanger off the back of the rim but nothing that just hits the bottom of the rim in the front and just bounces i'm like this is the weirdest thing dude i i think he played fr- pretty well tonight i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie dude i think he should took more threes i i hate the threes but in the second half i just want to see him jack him up see if he can get hot someone get hot from three-point land javon carter did we got like the ball passed him twice and he went two for 10 or something like that. But Devin Booker, I thought he did fine tonight, dude. It's just nothing would go on. Just like Aiden, same exact thing. Yep. Uh, top scorer for the night, Javon Carter. Seven for 11 from the field. 17 points from C4. Mm, beautiful. So, he's just I, he's, I like, he's killing it right now. I like what Monty says here in the chat. He says, can we just throw tonight away already? Uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Drink it it's, away. It's, it's drink it away. Throw this throw this one in the trash. Uh you know, but we will just throw this one in here just for fun, just to bring up one play, but that's about it. The Sarge smoke break. It had to be done. It had to be done. The Sarge smoke break. <laughs> the one play that was memorable in this play is when he started point Dario and down the, down the court and he instantly got, we're like, Oh shit, Dario, this, this is not good. And then like, Number 33, whoever that was from the Spurs, came up from behind and just like stole the ball. It's like, and that's why you don't. Know, we looked at each other like, that's going on the smoke break. Yeah. Honestly, I was the biggest fan of that play. I'm like, Dario, take it, take it, go. And then all of a sudden he goes off to the left and he dribbles it like off of his left knee. I'm like, dude, just go straight to the rim. Anything goes in this game, baby. Do what you want to do on the fast break. I wanted to see that point, Dario, take it to the rim. But just he he fumbled it off of himself. Like some, some guy came over. He's like, oh, and then Dario just like dribbled him off of himself. So, <laughs> so that was just, fun to watch. I just love it. A, a quick shout out there to Sir Dario. Guess what? All right. Guess what? You know, I, I was a little drunk on the last podcast. I downed to 40 following our 40th win. And, you know, I. I was gonna I was gonna pick the Spurs, but then I realized it was the Spurs. That was my opportunity, Matthew. That was my chance because oh. you picked the Suns. Yes, uh, we both picked the Suns. I'm now 24 and 16 on the season. You are 29 and 11. <laughs> I'm never catching you. We'll see what happens. Because guess what? We play the Bucks next on yeah. Monday. So coming up for the Phoenix Suns, and you know you'll all have this on the bright side of the sun. I'm sorry, yeah, brightsideofthesun.com is I'll put together, you know, what I've been writing all season is seven games at a time. I've been taking a look at this entire season and seeing as there's 72 games, you can break up this season into 10 different increments, if you will, of seven games. And starting Monday, we enter our ninth period of seven games. Okay, the final period is nine games long because there's 72 games. And this is easily going to be the hardest period for the Suns uh, as we as we look at the next games. I'm going to pull up the schedule real quick here. So we have the Bucks on Monday. 
and then we play the Sixers, and then we play the Celtics, and then we play the Nets, and then the Knicks, okay? Five games yeah. on the road. And then to round out that seven games, we have the Clippers at home followed by the Jazz at home. Mm, so obviously, yeah. you want to start this trip off right by going against those pesky Milwaukee Bucks who did lose tonight. You want to go against them, and you want to beat them. What are your thoughts on the game that is upcoming? Oh, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Aiden against Giannis. I want to see what goes on. I know he probably won't play a whole lot. I mean, I think Giannis is he's different. He'll he'll play the four, play the five. So he'll he'll do whatever he wants to do, play the point guard. So it's not really Aiden versus him on defense. He'll try his best. But I just want to see the comparison. I mean, a lot of people from the media, they got the people that are up there, you know, we're way down here. The the ones that really truly matter think it's a Giannis versus Aiden thing. Honestly, I don't really think it, it really is, but I do want to see how, how Aiden handles himself in this game. I think tonight he came out and he looked like he was ready to play, and that's something where you even said when we're sitting on the couch right next to each other, you're like, yeah. It I was mean, close. It was close. It, it was pretty close, and it was kind of sweaty. And I think that – Leather we, couch. Leather couch. We talked about basically he just comes out that way now. We don't have to worry about it. And I think against this matchup with the Bucks, who are under the radar, third in the East, Giannis is getting no love. Everyone's kind of sick of his seasons, right? He was the next yes. kind of LeBron-esque player, and no one will own up to that, even though they said, like, hey, he's the next guy who might be the next LeBron, and all of a sudden he's not just because he can't win the playoffs. So he is a guy to where when you watch him play, it looks phenomenal, but then it doesn't really matter yet in the season until the playoffs. But right now for the Suns, it does matter in the season. I think what Aiden does – the next game against the Bucks is going to be huge. And the bounce back from this game is going to be huge. So it's a big game to start this this road trip. But if they can just split these games somehow or go three and two, I'm fine with that. I think it's going to be – it'll be perfect. It's exactly what I wrote in my article that's coming out tomorrow. Real three and quick, two? Yeah, if they can go three and two, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, quick shout-out to Tree Nugs 117 in the Super Nugs. Chat. One, one of our uh, elite jamsters, he just donated 10 bucks to the pod. He says, bad loss equals beer money, and a good win equals beer money. At least you can't lose there. Cheers to you, yeah. Tree Nugs. I, we appreciate it. Sons can lose, and you can lose your family to beer. but Yeah, they're all downstairs. Just like, we'll keep we'll, drinking. Yeah, we'll just keep drinking. Um, but, okay, so this seven-game stretch, again, it mm -hmm. is going to be tough. The combined winning percentage of all of these teams is 63%. I mean, it is That's a awesome. – it, it is. It's a rough right. stretch, but this is what it's about. This is, is. The, pro, the the true test of this Suns team. The, tonight against the Spurs wasn't the test. Tonight was the last chapter of a homestand in which the Suns had won 10 straight at home. Okay, Five, four leading to this on this homestand. The next iteration of the Suns schedule is really going to determine what and it's going to battle test them. It's going to get them ready for the playoffs. You're playing tough teams. You're playing back-to-backs. You're playing, you know, uh, uh, the level of the competition. As you mentioned, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who nobody's given any love to. He's 28 and 5 or 28.5 this year with 11 rebounds. His field goal percentage is 56 from the field. I mean, the guy's just a monster, but because he's no longer the sexy new toy, he's not going to get any MVP love, which is ridiculous. Exactly. You know, but I, I'm really excited to see them play this team. And as you mentioned, the DeAndre Ayton versus uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the matchup to watch in this game mm -hmm. to see how DeAndre tries to defend him. And, and he defended him pretty well last time we played because we did beat this team once before. The other thing is, as you look at this this uh, stretch of the schedule, a lot of these teams are teams that the Suns have already beat. Outside of the Nets, they beat the Celtics, they beat the Sixers, they beat the Bucks. 
uh, they haven't played the Knicks yet. This will be the first time they play them. But these are teams that are five of the top six teams in the Eastern Conference who are going to be gunning for the Phoenix Suns. There's going to be some national TV pub there, so they're going to take the best shot. And we know that this is the kind of the this is the kind of games that the Suns like to play, and the teams that they they will get up for. They didn't get up tonight for the the Spurs. They came in hungover, and that's okay. But I'm really excited to see this game against the Bucks, and I'm also excited because it is an East Coast game. Therefore. The game starts at 5 o'clock, which means we're live on the Suns Jam Session podcast right around 7.30 uh, Arizona time, which is fantastic for us because it means we're done you know, a little bit early and you can sit there and, and, and watch some TV afterwards. You don't have to go right to bed yeah. because you have to go to work. You can keep finishing your spaghetti at the dinner table and watch us while you do that. So Exactly. Perfect so, timing. Matthew, who wins this game? The Suns or the, the Bucks? All the right, Suns. cool. I'm going to pick the Bucks just because I'm trying to catch Matthew in the standings. All right. And you this is stretched. Oh, oh, I'm owning up to it right now, right here. You're I don't rich. want this. I don't want the Bucks to win. I okay. definitely don't. But if this is a chance to gain a game on right. you, shit, I'm going to yeah. do it, man. Yeah, you don't want the Bucks to win. Wink. Just get out of here with that garbage. <laughs> get out of here with that garbage, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> stupid so um is there anything else you want to talk about on this podcast obviously we're cutting this one short we yeah. have our uh we have our family downstairs and they're waiting to play some games with us and they're like you really brought all the podcast stuff like you but you rest even if a quarter of them are here even if it's only a quarter of you guys you guys are the ones that truly matter all of you, you matter yes you. you do and we appreciate you showing up yes. even after a loss like this you're here you're kicking it with both matthew and myself uh-huh. Uh, we we really appreciate it. So, yeah. a- anything else you want to throw out there, Matthew? Before we get out of here, no, maybe something that might you feel might make you feel a little bit better. Just one second. Oh yeah, Ricky. Look at that hair, though. Oh, the man bun. Ricky Rubio. Johnny ruined it. No, I did <laughs> that on purpose. <laughs> it's not, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Nicholas Tan asks, curious, curious to know what you guys are playing on game night. It's probably it's cards against humanity. It's not appropriate, mm. but you know what? It's taking shots that. with the with the nieces and nephews. That's what yeah. You do. Yeah. We're going to go down and take a shot of vodka. But uh, but I think on that note, we're going to we're going to we're going to wrap it up here. See, I don't even know what that one was. <laughs> that, was that was like a mix see? between see? <laughs> between Peter it's Griffin an off night for and Frog. Yeah, that's I, I, I got to get to my Peter. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Ah, no, nah, I'm messing it all up. Thanks all for right. joining us on the Sun's Jam Session podcast. <laughs> Again, if you're watching along live on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. Let your friends know. Uh, if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Give us one of those five-star Apple podcast review, and we'll read it right here on the pod. Uh, you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. And on that note, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. We're going to go kick it with the fam, and we will see you Monday night. Yes, uh, everyone go downstairs and love my family. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Cheers. It's just one of them days when I want to be all alone. It's just one of them days. When I gotta be all alone, it's just one of them things.